0: hey guys welcome to combo courses this is a podcast i do every week um every saturday about this time and what we've been doing lately is covering different topics that people send to me now people a lot of people ask me questions so if i have not gotten to your question just keep in mind i get a lot of messages so you can just message me another time or if you catch me on these lives you can ask me right here and I'll, i'll do my best to ask answer the question what i talk about on this channel, on this podcast, on YouTube, on my website, is all about security compliance. That's what I know the most, so that's what I talk about. And um, I've got many, many years of experience in this particular category of cybersecurity, so I can talk to you about risk management framework and all kinds of other different frameworks. I, I can also talk to you about cybersecurity analysis, And some other things such as um, assessments, cybersecurity assessments, and then that kind of stuff is what I talk about. Cybersecurity is something I've been doing for a long time and many different aspects of it. But um, my my focus is really on risk management framework. But we can always talk about other things. Um, Okay, let's get into this. The first question I wanted to address is somebody asked me, about jobs in Mexico Ch- from Charles. He says, Hello, I really enjoy your videos. Thanks a lot, Charles. Appreciate that. Thanks for watching. Says, I wanted to know if there are any cybersecurity jobs in Mexico or if you can work remotely while in Mexico. And I would say yes for both of those. Um, of course, there's cybersecurity jobs in Mexico. Uh, and can you get remote jobs in Mexico? I'm sure there's remote jobs in Mexico. Now, um, I, I personally know someone who uh, who did who was remotely working in Mexico for uh, a major company. So, <laughs> um, and that's that's not to say that's the standard or anything like that. He's a specialized dude who's a exceptionally badass in cybersecurity. So I imagine that's why his company allowed him to work from Mexico, being an American and everything. But what I want to do is I want to show you some tricks that I would use if I wanted to work in Mexico in particular, um, remotely or otherwise, here's what I would do. First off, you're gonna have to have experience and you have to have a, a really solid resume that, that markets yourself and all of your skills, right? That said, let's say you have those skills, and I, Charles, you didn't express to me like what, what branch of cybersecurity you wanna go into, anything like that. So in very general terms, what I'll do is explain to you what I would do in your situation. I am right now on Indeed.com. This is my tool of choice when it comes to slicing and dicing different opportunities for cybersecurity and other IT stuff. It's just very easy, it's straight to the point. Uh, and it gives you a very general idea of, of jobs, mostly in America. So let me see if there's any in Mexico though. Uh, okay, Mexico, Mexico. No, so one of the one of the Down the uh, bad things about uh, the negative things about Indeed is that actually Indeed does have other countries, but it's on another website. It's on another website. Let me let me see if I can show you what I'm talking about. We type in Indeed.com, Indeed.com, Mexico. What they've done is they they kind of put it in different. There we go. Jobs in Mexico is. See, they have one for India, one for different countries. I'm looking for that. This might be it right here. I, I'm not sure. I'm not going to click on that. <laughs> but here's Jobs Mexico. Here we go. I, I hope this is it. Hope this is it. Let's just type in cyber security. If this doesn't work, I, I know a better site that's better for uh, overseas jobs. Yeah, see, this is. Me And it goes straight to remote jobs. There's a bunch of, a couple remote jobs that went straight to the top here. There's one for Kuwait. No, this is okay. This is not good. And uh, I don't know the site. Me, hold up, hold up. Let's not give up just yet. There's a site that's specifically for uh, different countries with Indeed. And that's what we're going to look for. Indeed. World Worldwide Where is that site? This might This might be Here it is Okay here we go See how it has all these flags Different places you can go here um, Alright so Argentina Mexico There it is right there Beautiful beautiful Mexico Okay. What Donde Where <laughs> Those are the only two Spanish words I know by the way <laughs> um, Okay So here we go what do we want? We want cybersecurity. See, see how it's, the keywords are in Spanish. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. I like that. Uh, city. Let's just let's just search for anything in Mexico. So it. Since I'm speaking, I'm I'm typing in English. I don't know. You know. Um, cybersecurity remediation manager. Yeah. Look at this. It's it's finding cybersecurity jobs in Mexico. So what I did was, this, this is, by the way, indeed.com.mx. So if you're actually interested in this particular thing, and how I found this, just, well, I went to Google, typed in Indeed space worldwide, and then that brings you to that site with all the flags, and then choose the flag you want. Then just search for the job you want. That's all I'm doing. And that's it. That's, this is one of the tools you can use. Now here's, let me show you another tool careerjet.com this one in the past maybe i haven't used this in a bit so in the past though i would use this one uh for remote for uh job overseas work and this one seems to be way better or at the time that i used it before but let's let's go ahead and test it out i'm going to type in cyber security now one thing to note here real cool tip is that whenever you start typing you got the keywords what this is showing you why this is important why this is cool is that this is showing you all some of the content that they actually have listings for and i believe it's showing some of the things people type in either way it's 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 giving you a path that you can use to refine your search so these are things you want to take you want to keep in mind okay cyber security now let's type in Mexico now, I don't know if this is gonna work. I've done this in a while and it's looking for all kinds of other places and I'm not seeing Mexico. Let me see India This used to be the best site for international jobs. They must have changed it Wow Jobs by location. Let's let's do something else. Let's let's see if we can find okay. Here we go by state by city man what happened to the world stuff here they might have broken this out just like they did indeed.com because these guys oh here we go look at this at the bottom late let me move my face here so you can see this what i've done here is why is my face not moving because of that okay never mind hold on a second there we go so if you look at the bottom here and let me adjust this screen for you so you guys can see this there's like a little corner on the bottom left hand corner i'm trying to Adjust this screen so everybody can see it. If you happen to be using these tools, um, these tools are extremely, extremely useful. Highly encourage everybody to to check them out, especially if you happen to be in the job market in IT. But this works for anything. If you're a nurse, um, if you happen to be and physical security, police officer, law enforcement, all all of that should work with what I'm doing here. You just got to use the proper keywords. Okay, here we go. So this right here is where you change the country, I believe. Yep, there it is right there. They just changed up the format. I just haven't been here in a while. Uh, okay, so it used to be one giant search, and you would search anything, and it would have every single job. But that's cool. Um all right, so let's look for Mexico then. There we go. Alphabetic. And we're gonna go ahead and type in what we want, what we're looking for. And once again, look at that. See that right there? It's giving us keywords in Spanish and in English. These are the jobs that you'll see that are available. And notice how they uh break up the cybersecurity. So in search some search engines, you have both. Cyberspace security and in some are just it's just cybersecurity all one word Now I'm going to type that I'm going to click that one right there, and I'm going to go ahead and search and There we go, there's some jobs right there you got pen tester jobs Cybersecurity consultant cybersecurity specialist CMD so to answer your question Charles are there question there are there uh jobs in mexico absolutely now if you wanted to look for a remote job i believe you asked about that uh you would i believe you could search somehow (laughs) somehow it was kind of um let me see if you can sometimes i'll have like a little drop down where you could just look for but here's what we'll do let's just keep this easy There we go. I just typed in remote right there. Right now, remote jobs are pretty hot because most companies, many I should say most, many companies right now are doing remote, remote work for obvious reasons. But uh there you go. I just typed in remote, and so some of these searches should find remote positions here. I don't know if this is a remote position, might might have just been flagged on. Uh, like remote supervision, self-driven remote supervision. okay. I, I don't know if that means that this is a remote position. so you'd have to look through these to see which ones are remote. Now if you wanted more information on how to find remote positions, um, I would highly encourage you to check out my course where I talk about where I talk about how I've been able to do this for many years doing remote work. Here's the course right here. If you need a discount to get into this, I understand completely, just ask and I can help you out. There it is right there. And by the way, I've added recently to my risk management framework course. This is continuously being added to. So stay tuned for more information on that. I've got a cap course coming, but that one is very robust. So it's going to take a while. I've been talking about it for like, 10 years now so uh it will come eventually anyway back on track here what were you we talking about we were talking about how to find a job in mexico another thing i would do is go to indeed.com and i'll put my resume here i'm sure that there's some jobs that are remote uh for mexico all right let me see if there are any other questions here um somebody asked me uh sheldon asked risk management framework is so material and and is there going to be more course material added to the iso foundations and security control courses good material for studying my cap so far thanks a lot sheldon um yes to answer your question i've got stuff coming um i've got uh lots more material coming in particular for hold on a second where is my Wow. All right. Anyway, I've got lots more information, uh, lots more course material coming. As a matter of fact, like I just said, we've got ISO courses that have been added here. If you're interested, what I do is I'll walk you through cybersecurity controls. Let me just give you like a little glimpse of what's in here. We focus on documentation here. As it pertains to cybersecurity controls in the NIST risk management framework so we walk through 853 control families and so far we've got these three but I'm gonna add more over time so that's why it's, it's fairly cheap right now because I I'm still adding to the course now that's not to say that it's short it's actually long it's going to get much much longer so let me show you how much stuff is in here it's, it's just the thing is when you're talking about controls there's just a lot of stuff to cover and that's why at control is so it's so long here and then this one same thing just so just, just so many things to cover when you're talking about documentation and different aspects of a security control and then on top of that i'm talking about overall what do you do with other parts of the documentation and as i said this will be expanded there's 20 some odd families and then there's just so much stuff going on and you got the the nist version 4 the nist version 5 there's so many topics and so many things to cover that it's best to just cover it in parts and that's what i'm doing here so that i hope that answers your question the ISO foundations will be updated accordingly, but it's really a foundational course, so it's it's not going to have a lot of stuff by itself uh, that uh, is going to be added to. I do have a cap course I'm currently working on. There's lots of stuff. I've already started doing some of the videos for the introduction. I might just release that part completely for free, as well as some other things for free on that one. So just keep your eyes open for that Okay, I see I've got some people that are watching. I got uh, Novi2000, how you doing Novi? I got Melody. Point who says, "Hello, love, love love your channel. I'm looking for a remote job. I don't want to use a clearance or any any suggestions." Yes, I have a few suggestions that I will talk to you about in a second, let me see if I can find some good stuff for you to check out here. Bear with me. Let me see if I can find you some good material while I set up this video. All right, there we go. Okay, so remote jobs for somebody who doesn't have a clearance or anything, let me show you. First off, let me show you where I put a breakdown of everything that I have. This course right here, completely slept on. My most popular material is Risk Management Framework, ISO stuff, without a doubt, hands down, besides me installing a ring.com on my house, <laughs> which for some reason people Google likes to share that one with everyone on planet earth. But uh, second stuff that people love is my ISO risk management framework security stuff. This course right here though, in my personal opinion is some of the most useful material that have kept me employed for all these years as I've been out of the military it's helped me to, this is a culmination of what I have done, what I do to find jobs, to update and go to the next level. It talks about the keywords, it talks about how exactly how what I do to market myself. So that's why I think that this is a pretty marketable, I mean a pretty good course that, that's really slept on and people don't... Uh, people don't talk about it much it doesn't get a lot of buys but it's it in my opinion is it's one of the one of the best and i i have recently added to it i talk about how i market on each one of these courses but let's talk about how let me give you a bird's eye view of what to do all right so indeed let's start off with indeed.com which by the way i walk you through some of my techniques on indeed.com but that's neither here nor there I'm gonna show you some stuff right now all right so it's very simple just to keep it high level very simple how do you do it what do you do you just go ahead and let's say you live in Virginia 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 and it's it's already showing me a whole bunch of stuff here keywords um, you know you want it remote so we don't It doesn't matter if you're in Virginia what we're what we need to know is what job you want. Cyber, secure. Cybersecurity is extremely broad, just so you know. So, what exactly do you do? If you don't want to ask, do you don't mind me asking? Like, what is? Are you in forensics? Do you are you a pen tester? Security, cybersecurity analyst. I'm just gonna put cybersecurity analyst. Let's say you're a cybersecurity analyst. That's also a very broad term. There we go. And then we want to just go ahead and type remote. This is just one of the things that I teach in there. I go way deeper than this, but this is just one of them. So as you can see, a bunch of jobs just popped up. Some for in Colorado Springs, in uh, D, all over. But these are all remote positions, right? Another thing that you, you might want to do is f- look at what has been posted recently. So... I just clicked seven days here. So now it's it's just searching for stuff in the last seven days. So this is the most, this hottest items that you want. to. So that's one thing you can do. Now, you were right to ask about clearances. Because a lot of times, they want you to have a clearance. Like this one right here is asking for a top secret SEI. How many people have that? Not many. With a polygraph. I mean, that's pretty high level. So that would be out for you. You would just go through and see which ones don't have a... Clearance. There's a secret right there. Um, there's a SEI. Just, just a lot. Eventually, you're gonna stumble across quite a few with that don't require a uh, security clearance of any kind. And so, those are the ones you want to go check out their site and and apply. Yes, looking for SEA work. Okay, check this out. S C A work lends itself to being remote, but that said, I can tell you this from personal experience: a lot of those jobs require you to travel a lot. If you don't mind traveling, you're going to find a job in S C A. So S C A not a good not a good keyword for this particular search box. Security um, control assessor. Look at that. See how it just popped up right there. This is a, a hot this is a hot one right here. So look at this. This is Virginia 40 to 47 dollars an hour. They're looking for three years experience. I'm not seeing any clearances on this one. Oh wait, nope. I take that back. <laughs> Secret. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just keep looking through them. Uh, because the clearance, the clearances is, is is a hot commodity, especially you know when you're talking about the east coast but remote some remote jobs they when you work when you have a clearance a lot of times that you have to go into like a secure area and so those are not for remote workers usually you know if you have to deal with secret and top secret material and top on a regular basis you you're usually in some kind of a, a windowless room you know what i mean so there's more, is a lot more remote jobs for people who don't have a clearance than that, that do. So yeah, just that's what I would do. Indeed is one tool you can use. You can also use um, uh, Career Jet and LinkedIn. I would use all all of them is what I would do. I have an SEI poly, but I want to do remote. So I do not, So see the thing is, Melody, uh, I just saw a few jobs with, with clearances, like with TSSI, I don't know like what you're doing with an sci working remotely or anything, but it might be that you travel. A lot of these guys they travel quite a bit, so they'll require you to have a clearance because you'll go to a site and you'll have to access those skiffs, those classified, compartmentalized areas, and then they'll they'll read you in real quick, and then you'll start doing your scans or. In the past, let me. I'm just kind of thinking back to my, my DOD days. What they would do is we would be, I would be the ISO on site or, or whatever, right? And I'd be sitting there with my uh, system administrator and whatever. We'd be waiting for the, we'd have come coordinated with the SEA people. It's usually a stat. It's like, it would usually be more than one person, like at least two or three people. There'd be a policy person that's going to look through our documents and make sure we're doing proper risk management framework steps and stuff. Then they'd be like a dude who scans. Who's a, a, a subject matter expert on Cisco. And on scanning and on uh, ethical hacking and stuff. And he t- he checked the internal network. And the external network. And, and things like that. You might have a pen tester there. You might have a, um, a person who looks at servers. Or, or whatever. You'd have a team of people there. Um, and they would look at different aspects. Depending on how thorough it was. But I remember working in classified environments and what we would do is and I would be the one doing a lot of the coordination we would make sure of course they have a security clearance. That would be the first thing because we'd have to we'd have to bring them into our classified areas into our compartmentalized areas that have no windows and everything and they'd have to have a clearance in order to even walk in the door you know to walk in that that uh, restricted area. So that's a lot of times, these guys will be traveling to one site, to another. They visit me here in Colorado at some base or something. Then they they had just come from Virginia, some skiff in Virginia, and they come here and stuff. So that's the reason they will want you to have a clearance. You know, it's not like these guys, if you're an assessor, you're not necessarily putting the controls on the boxes. You know what I mean? You're just you're just doing your scan, and you just need to be uh, have the clearance just to make sure that... You've gone through all this process. You're not a foreign national with interests in some country that wants to steal secrets from the U.S. or whatever, right? So that's the reason they would want you to have a clearance. So I, I hope that, that that makes sense. Um, that's what I would do. hope that answers your question. Let me just keep going here. I had a, another person asking me questions here. This one is actually a resume. Let me make sure this resume is clear. Okay, good. Um, so this is somebody named RK. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. And she is asking me, she's breaking down her experience and everything. It's pretty high level, going for a, a, a CISSP. Um, let me see. And then they asked me about, my role was predominantly security work-related. I led a two-year project to ensure applications database controls were compliant with agency standards NIST guidelines. I also routinely assisted the SCAs. Right up my alley. Uh, patch uh management vulnerability remediation tenable findings issues po- south um false positives risk analysis submitting waivers uh telework yeah so this is this is really good really good stuff this is if this person if they put this on their resume then it's going to be a pretty solid resume um how okay they're asking how do i structure my resume see attached to say that my skill, my skills gaps are not insurmountable, insurmountable, meaning we can get around these some of my skill gaps. And how do I manage to bri- uh, uh, manage slash bridge my obvious knowledge, skills, abilities gap as it relates to the security control assessor? So you're trying to be a security assessor, right? So that's my interpretation of this what you're saying and still command a six figure salary. Okay. For instance, during my last role, twenty sixteen to two thousand into twenty twenty to now, um, I closed out all my all the poems and I inherited as far as two thousand and I never once uh worked with EMAS. Okay. The compliance team was a BCM. Okay. All right. So if I'm understanding your question, RK, you're saying that you you want to make your resume in such a way that you are that you are um, making yourself out to be a making a resume that satisfy, satisfies what people want to hear for an SCA is I hope that I'm understanding that correctly. So, how do you put that stuff in your resume so that people make yourself more attractive to these to these people looking for an SEA person? So first off, you're assuming there's a, a skills gap, but if you've done all the things you said in that email, if, if you said you've you've done uh, poems, you've done false positive documents, you've done you've worked with different teams, then you actually have a lot of skill sets that SCAs are looking for because SCAs aren't just pen testers SCAs aren't just hardcore OSC uh, black hat hackers who can who can take out any system take out banks you know what i mean <laughs> they so especially if you're dealing with the government like if you live if you're dealing with large organizations not just the government and you've done risk management framework before then you're especially um, something they're looking for because a lot of a lot of people in the cybersecurity world the reason why they don't talk about it a lot the reason why whenever you talk risk management framework my site is like one of the first ones to come up and my face is one of the first ones you see cuz nobody talks about it and not only that but a lot of cybersecurity people don't want to do this work they don't want to do this work even though this path can lead you to pure management to a C-suite position or you can even go deeper into ethical hacking if you want. Or you can even go into cyber risk analysis. You can go into threat analysis. This road, this path that I'm on has led me to all these things. You know, with the exception of C-suite, I've never done that before. But everything else <laughs> I've done before. And it's all because of risk management. And why? Because I know I have a very good grasp of of best practices for security uh, on servers, on clients, on, and it's because I've been exposed to all aspects of security for many years. So this, this path, even though it it, it kind of seems like we're being pigeonholed into this one section or, and I, I see on your resume, you're talking about patch management risk framework. That's what you've done for five years professionally. That's perfect. That's the kind of stuff they're looking for. All right, let's get, let's get into this resume right here so I can get more information. I'm assuming that you were a risk management framework person. Like myself but maybe I'm wrong okay profile a lot of people like to put this profile up top that's fine the only thing I would say is make sure it's stuffed with uh, keywords and key phrases that's all I'm I will say about that like this, this she's doing a good job here she's saying security professional with five years in cybersecurity patch management and risk uh, management um, uh, well, well, uh, well acquainted with the requirements of the NIST publication, OMB Congressional, okay, H, uh, DHS, whatever, handbooks, and highly, okay, yeah, this is, this is going in the right direction, I would just put, like, a lot more, um, keywords in here, and so what I'll do is, let me, actually, let me just trace my, my edits here so what I would do is I'd put I'd put some keywords in here like such as yeah such as RMF and the reason why you want to mix it up is because if you just put risk management some people aren't going to type that and risk management by the way goes into insurance claims and risk management is a very broad term so you don't want to you want to make sure as risk management framework RMF slash nist 800 you want to be very clear with what you're talking N- risk management is not a is not a good keyword or key phrase risk management fr- uh risk man okay here here we go here's what we're going to we're going to do nist 800 so some technical recruiters are going to be looking or going to be typing in what i just typed here but very rarely are they just going to type in risk management and that's it Unless they're like a claims adjuster or something. Uh, risk management framework. So what I did was I asked, I added risk management framework, RMF, NIST 837. Right. You might even want to type the whole word for the NIST uh, documentation in there. Like the NIST SP800-37 uh, information security framework, whatever they're calling it these days. Um, anyway, patch management and then another one I put in here this is a good one is vulnerability management, because that's actually an equally decent uh, key phrase. OK, vulnerability management and risk management framework. OK, that's good. I would argue that risk vulnerability management is a better keyword, all more encompassing than patch management, by the way well acquainted with this publications and then here's here's an opportunity for us to use more keywords don't be afraid to use the keywords especially when they are used um, in a way that fits the context of what you're saying 837 853 800 and then and on and on whichever all the the main ones you want to type in you don't want you don't necessarily want to put obscure ones in there uh probably what's another really good one 830 137 and i think if i'm not mistaken that's uh what is that one continuous monitoring a lot of people look for that one omb that's okay most people aren't typing in omb they might type in fisma though so if you have FISMA experience, you want to put that. But see, the thing is, if you've done this before, if, you, if you've done risk management, you've done FISMA. So FISMA is something they might type in. Uh, you said you did uh, EMAS in there. But that's not a publication, is it? <laughs> okay, anyway. But anyway, you get the idea. You want to put keywords right on the top and don't, don't leave any spaces in here. You know, Don't just put general stuff use the keywords. And the reason why you want to put keywords right on top is because where you, who are you getting this resume to? You're going to upload it to indeed.com, right? You're going to upload it to LinkedIn. Well, it's keyword it's a keyword rich environment. So when you upload it there, the search engine is looking for keywords. So you want to definitely put them in your resume to begin with. A good resume is what's going to bring you uh, a lot of different, um, a lot of opportunities. Security, me. Now let's dive into the meat of this thing. Let's see if you have any certifications. Look at that, bachelor's degree in science. I would put this right on top. Actually, this is this is a big deal. I would put this on the top. That's what I would do. And the reason why I would do this is because a lot of a lot of these high level um, high paying jobs they're looking for specifically a bachelor's degree at least with a certain amount of years. And it seems like you have it, so you want to put that right on top. And then you probably wanna a lot of times the recruiters are lazy, so they're gonna type in you're gonna type in B S uh, what do you have a B S I S. B S I S. There you go. Uh, okay, let's get into the meat of this thing. We're just going to address one of these. I won't go through everything unless it's really, really good stuff. It looks like she does have some really good stuff in here, by the way. All right, let's start at the top here Security SME, software engineer. All right, so I would reword, if you can, like I'm not telling you to lie on your resume. I'm not telling anyone to lie on the resume. But what I am telling you to do is use a good keyword for the same job and so first off let me tell you this already is sounding really good A software engineer with security experience that is rare that's a rare person right there and that's what a lot of people are looking for so you should not once you're you shouldn't have any problems getting a job remotely as as a as a cyber person who's done nist and has the has held the title of a software engineer yeah you should be able to land yourself a really good job. All right. So remotely, by the way, remotely. Okay, so let's do this. So now keep, I, I'm not lying on this resume, but what I would say is a cyber security uh, subject matter expert would be a better one than you. what you have. Another thing you could add, I'm not saying add all these. I'm just giving you some options here me uh cybersecurity. well i gotta see what you've done first let me see because i don't know i'm trying to in my head i'm thinking engineer and analyst all these, all these different terms that are really good keywords but i don't really know what you've done let's see um you've restructured the protocol for the quarterly operating division okay cio federal information security FISMA, okay, that's that's a keyword. Metrics, Medicaid, okay. So this is what I want to do with this resume. Like I see what you're doing here. This is good. And this is good stuff. I'm not saying to, for you to delete this. This is actually good stuff. But I want to reorganize this. What I would do is I'll take this. Thing is you want to be brief. You want to be straight to the point. You don't want to be wordy. You want to put keywords in there and just hit them right in their mouth. Within three sentences, within one sentence, you want them to be. You want to get to their keywords. They're looking for a certain thing. When I say they, I mean employers. I don't know what's going on with this formatting, but (laughs) it's really, it's really upsetting. (laughs) All right, so let me let me just make another line here, and we're just gonna we're gonna type in. uh, She said, served as a representative for application and database teams. At security control assessments. Oh, okay. Here's what I would do um, Assisted Security Control Assessments CA as a part of the database teams yeah as a part of the database team representative Re- well let's just, just say part of the rep the database teams um and then we want to put the we put the action and we got straight to the point it's not like wordy like you got going here you sound very smart you definitely have a bachelor's degree but we're dealing with people <laughs> who 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 are different levels of english all right, you want to get to the point. Not only that, but you're also dealing with people who have to go through a hundred resumes a day. They, you got to get to the point. Just action, keywords in the action. What was the impact? That's it. You have to, the impact is optional, and that's for people who are the deeper readers who are going to be reading your resume. Once the second uh, round of 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 interviewers are going through it they're going to really read through your resume right you don't want to put lies because they're going to challenge you on them so um so what i did here is i put the most important thing first she says she wants to be a sca so i put that up right on top you to put all the all the most important key stuff put it on the top because nine times out of ten a uh, uh, interviewer a technical uh, re- uh recruiter is only going to Read through the first couple thing lines of your resume. And then if you don't have what they need, it's going to be on to the next resume. I know this because I, I, I've done technical recruiting before. So that's what we did. We had a stack of resumes and we had to get through them. And then people who who fit the description were close. Like they had the degree. They had the certain time frame. They had maybe a little experience. We would spend more time looking at the resume. If they were right, completely out of the box, like it's not even... They're not even, they've never done any security, any IT. They don't have the years. They don't have the mandatory certification. You got to put in another pile and move on to the next the next one, you know. And that other pile, by the way, is like, ah, I got nobody else to choose from. I, I guess I'll look at this one one more time. So you got to get straight to the point. Put the years in there. Put the, back, the degree. Put the certifications because those are the things a lot of these high-paying, companies are looking for okay assessment and I can see I I spelled this wrong always do spell checks on your stuff by the way assisted security control assessments as part of the database team was the impact um the uh, securing let me see attained a uh, attained a system let's say the system as, there was, as a result, that's what we're trying to put the impact in there. The system attained a, an authorization to operate. To operate. Or you could put something like system passed the security control assessment three years running. Or whatever the truth is, you want to put in three years running for the organization. Whatever, we're just putting action, action, let me see if I can action, and impact, impact. I'll make this green. So that's what, oh, you can't see that, can you? (laughs) Uh, Blue, let's put it blue. Action, impact, keyword, rich. Keywords here is security control assessments uh, and uh, SCA. So a lot of people are going to assist it. Security. uh, Actually, let's put assessors. Uh, Security control assessors. There we go. And then the next thing is let's put we need some more stuff in here okay so led and completed a 2 year project to ensure the s-, uh, s the cms content management system applications under the contract compliant with the cms information Acceptable risk safeguards, NIST 853 controls, and worked with various stakeholders in scheduling routine ongoing maintenance. For okay, there's a couple things in here. I would pick apart, I would pick out, and and highlight them. You got them in this giant sentence where you you got a couple things that you've done in here, which is good. But we want to highlight security items, and then we want to get them apart and get straight to the point so they they know you've done these things okay um you said you did it in cloud what did you do with cloud is that's a good one missed 853 f- version four controls they're on five by the way as of like this week of our last week i should say um and worked with various stakeholders in scheduling routine ongoing maintenance for the password update for all related on-prem and cloud. Okay, you kind of run some stuff together. Here's what I would do. I would not run all the stuff together. I would I would take it as a, as a separate uh, thing so that it's highlighted and it's right up front. So let's say this. You said that you worked with various stakeholders scheduling the ongoing maintenance for password updates. Okay, so what do password updates do? So because password, the reason why I'm digging deeper on this is that just updating passwords is good. But helping to manage the account management policies is great. You see what I'm seeing I'm doing here? So a password is a is part of the authentication methods. A password is part of account management. So you helped with the account management. You helped with the identification and authentication for the whole for the whole enterprise. You didn't just put passwords in. I mean, yes, that's one of the things you did, but I'm sure you, you helped with many other things. So we want to start with something. Like um you you what what did you do here? You said you okay, schedule ongoing maintenance. Okay, that's ongoing maintenance, continuous monitoring, which is a key word by the way. Alright, let's see here. We what do we do? Undo, undo, okay. Performed continuous monitoring. Keyword one. Monitoring of um, identification and authentication. Help me out here. This might even be not. This isn't even the best keyword. There's another keyword that I'm not thinking of. But authentication and identification. In fact, let's go to the well here. We need a better keyword than identification, authentication. And there's one I'm missing. There's a keyword that is really hot that I'm missing, and I'm trying to think of it. Um, it is it is um, system administrator um, dang it'm I'm, I'm this word's been this phrase that I've seen over and over again. It's been haunting my dreams lately and I cannot think of the of the the phrase people have been using in our field. And somebody at work used it to use it with me and I'm like, "Oh, okay, that must be that's the thing." <laughs> All right, so I cannot find it. It's, but it's dealing with identification and authentication. Identif- identification, authentication is just username, password. Identification, username, authentication, password. Usually, you want to, these days you want to use multi-factor authentication, which means something you know, something you are, or something you uh, have. So that's a password. It could be your fingerprint. It can be a, a, a smart card. So any of those things uh, fit the description of MFA. As a side note. Let's go back to the resume here, and um, let me type in, let's just keep identification authentication since I can't, since I'm, I'm having an old man problem, I can't remember the actual phrase here. Uh, performed continuous monitoring of identification authentication. Let's just put access, no, nah, let's not put access management. Identification, authentication, uh, identification, authentication for the enterprise. Enter enterprise. Another keyword: enterprise. Meaning the the all the the whole network and all how it all ties together. That's an enterprise. Um, for the enterprise and let's kind of look at this here what else did she say oh yeah here we go for on-prem and cloud-based services now this is this is really a cloud if you can put cloud cloud is like a right now it's a buzzword everybody's using you want to be specific you want to pay AWS or whatever you used as a matter of fact because any of those are gonna light your resume up so right now if you know any kind of cloud man it's hot right now because so many organizations are using it it's just one of those things one of those phases our, our uh, field is going through where they're obsessed with clouds okay and uh, perform continuous and identification for adbs and clouds Keep and the impact was uh, kept the network network secure for clients. Uh, let me see. You probably want to be more specific than this with the, with this. Like you want to probably say something like for thirty clients, for thirty financial client. You want to be speci- more specific more specific and if it was price waterhouse then you probably want to put that in there because that's a that's a nice little buzzword you can put in there all right so we've got our see how I'm putting like the action what you did and I'm making sure the action isn't just like one thing like a password what do passwords do for the organization think of it that way how important are our passwords very right they're very important so you want to be you want it to be the wording to reflect the importance of what you're doing the best way to do that is think about the context of what you're saying she said passwords what do passwords do in the context of an organization they do identification and authentication another way direction i could have gone would be account management You know helping with account management would be another thing that's helping the whole organization you know if you want to put passwords in there you could put them in there you can say uh, updating pass uh, passwords for critical accounts for the enterprise on-prem and cloud services so that's this is how i when i'm going through my resume this is the kind of stuff I'm, you always got to think about the impact to the organization because when they're when people are using reading you through your resume they're wondering how can how can r k j k jk how can melody help my our organization where will she fit in how what what things can we use from her now when you go to the resume you are interviewing them so you're going to answer all their questions of them reading through your resume whatever but you need to interview them that's a very important piece you're interviewing them just as much or more than they're interviewing you so you need to ask those questions the who what when where and why who are you guys what do you guys do oh you guys are in the financial sector you know, what kind of financial stuff do you guys, do you guys follow Sarbanes-Oxley? Do you guys like ask those questions? What do you guys do on a regular basis? Now, as a security person, what will I be doing on a daily basis? Will I be working with a team, a team of how many? How many hours do we, do we work shift work? How much travel do we do a year? 10%? Okay, what places do we go to? You need to ask who, what, when, where, and why. Don't be afraid because you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. It goes both ways. Okay, so I got another question here. Somebody said, uh, Heliel Stark says, uh, what what should I do if I want to transition into cybersecurity with no experience in the field, only a bachelor's degree in science and working with and working towards a security plus? Cybersecurity, um, is, is a deeper aspect of IT. So, you're not going to find too many cybersecurity jobs that are entry level, and when they say entry level, usually you have to have some kind of IT experience. <laughs> so it's it's not IT is like another deeper layer of IT. Um, cybersecurity is a deeper layer of IT, and then when you get into cybersecurity, it has many different branches. So you can do entry level, but it's going to have to start at like the help desk. So what you want to do is aim is aim for that. Help aim for like an IT job. Help desk, computer support, customer support, taking calls. Honestly, <clears throat> it's not it's it's not fun to me. This is just my opinion. I didn't like doing help desk. <laughs> but the the awesome thing was I got to learn things every day. Every day I was learning things. That are completely new because human beings have this ability to create new problems all the time and so you're constantly had to figure out how to how to fix this new problem that they've that they, that has manifest itself uh at the help desk <laughs> and then you're going to be doing things everything from uh fixing software issues that are having uh problems uh hardware issues network issues in that Experience. You're gonna learn how to troubleshoot. You're gonna learn how components work with one another with a hands-on. It's hands-on, so it's not just something you would read in a book. It's gonna be like, why is the RAM not working? (laughs) Why you got to take the hard drive out and it's corrupt? You know, like it's hands-on. You're seeing how all this stuff works together, and um, that experience is invaluable. So, how do you? What do I do if I want to transition? We want to transition into this field. You got to start from the bottom, which is help desk, support desk, customer service. If you want an idea of what kind of jobs, it, what kind of stuff you're going to be starting off with, it's this. I'm on Indeed.com. Once again, the tool of choice on Convo Courses. We have not been sponsored by these people. But if Indeed.com, if you want to contact me, I will, I'll be happy to promote your product. Uh, help desk support Right, so watch check this out help desk support remote you could type whatever state you're in you just put it right there but right now we have it as remote and This is the kind of work you would do you would be a tier one person Now some of these jobs will take a person with with little or no experience and they will train you on the job, but typically even these guys require you to have some kind of experience so then the question you should ask yourself is how do i even start how do i even get a job how do i where do i begin to put my hands on someone else's assets that's probably not the right someone else's comp- systems someone else's systems so how can well one of the places you can start is if you know if you still are a student in school you could start there if you if you are you said you are currently well, where do you work right now, if, if you don't mind me asking? What do I want to do if I want to transition? What are you transitioning from, or are you just a student? Well, I'll give you a couple scenarios. Let's say you're a student. You're going to University of, of Boulder, Colorado, and you're studying in a bachelor's degree in science, right? First off, good news is a lot of these jobs here that you're seeing they require some sort of, not necessarily just an IT uh, degree, they d- require some kind of technical or engineering degree or science or math degree. They, they accept STEM degrees, but they normally require some level of experience. Now, you're a student and you're going through this uh, degree program. How do you get started? How do you get your hands on so you can put that stuff on your resume so you can get this entry level position? Ask the school. Go to the school administrators and say, listen, I wanna I wanna work on you guys' computers. There's IT guys there. Asshole's IT guys. That's the first thing I did. Now I was in the I was in the Air Force and I was a, a dumb cop. That's all I did was not done. Now I'm not implying all cops are dumb, by the way. I love cops. I was a cop for five years. It's a super hard job. But I was in the lowest class of people in the air force <laughs> which was a security guard i was a glorified security guard that i did for a few years and then i was a police officer and i did law enforcement which is definitely requires brains by the way but um i was doing that and i, I didn't like it it's was, it was really hard it's stressful your customers hate your guts uh it's a thankless tireless job it's hard um and you can't it, it doesn't and then they accept a lot of Dummies like there's a lot of people who, who can't do any job and they just kind of cram them into being cops thing is being a cop Requires a certain level of maturity and brains like it, You can't just put just anybody in that job, which is why we as a society have all these problems Because of that anyway That stuff aside uh, I was a cop and I was like this is hard. I want to do this anymore I want to do computers. So I went to the computer guys on base and I talked to them. I said, hey, guys, like, I'm thinking about being, uh, going into computers, right? And they said, oh, information technology, yeah, it's a great, it's it's a good choice, you know? And I said, well, what is your job like? I asked them basic questions. What is your job like on a day-to-day basis? And they told me. They walked me around. They walked me around the help desk and say, well, this is where we take, do do trouble tickets. What's, what's a trouble ticket? Oh, that's where somebody from on the base they submit an email it goes into our system and then it tells us what's broken and then we send somebody out to respond to that location and i said oh do you guys do that you guys go there do you guys program things I like no programmers that's a whole different career path right he started breaking everything down to me all my very simple questions to him he took the time to tell me here's the help desk Programmers, they are a whole different career. They don't even do, they're not even on this floor or in this building. They do something completely different than we do. You know, and then I started to fill this picture of what it meant to do IT, right? Because computer security is one branch of IT and then computer security by itself, cybersecurity by itself is broken into thousands of different categories and subcategories. So when you ask me what, how do you get into cybersecurity? Start from the bottom, which is information technology. If you're a student, ask the, the school. If you, you said, I work in biotech sector for uh, CRO, cool. Now this is awesome. So what you do is go to your company's uh, HR department, go to the IT guys, start with the IT guys and just ask them, sit down or call them up and say, hey, I'll, I'm thinking about going into information technology you know is there how do i start what's your job like would you recommend it you know how, coming from this biotechnology technology biotechnology how do i get from here to there they'll ask some people will be happy to ask answer your questions because some people are intrigued that you even want to go from your career path to theirs you know so they'll sit down you will find a geek who will sit down and answer all your questions Next step, because you might after you talk to them, you might not even want to do it no more. But after you talk to them, the next step is go to HR department and then start to honestly ask them, hey, I'm thinking about going transferring from this current position to this other position over here. Do we have do we have positions first off in IT entry level positions? Is there a way that I can go from this job to this job for all you know, they have a specialized program just for. CRO that wants to retain all their employees. I'm telling you, you got to start with asking. Ask the IT guys first what their life is like, the who, what, when, where, and why. Who, uh, how did you start? Who, uh, who's your manager? Like, how do they, how does your manager work with you? Ask them all those kinds of questions to see what their life is like. Do you do shift work? How often do you guys, when do you guys come in in the morning? Those kinds of, you might not even want to do it no more, right, (laughs) after you talk to them, right? So then after that, talk to that you can talk to HR. Do you guys have a program to transfer me from here to there? I want to get into information technology. Are there any? They'll give you like a careers list maybe or sometimes they'll have some kind of program where they're retaining employees and stuff like that. So, that's what I would do in in your situation and um this is coming from somebody who's done the, that very thing. Like I went from one career path completely to another and and that's what I did and it worked. So that's what you do in the chemistry. And then here's the thing like, if you're in chemistry, there's all kinds of stuff that would be awesome for a chemist to to be helping with as far as IT. In particular, like off the top of my head, databases. Databases, I bet you probably could find something doing databases using your chemist, uh, your skills in chemistry. And then another one would be, um, software engineering i bet you there's a bunch of software engineers who 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 are looking for a chemist that they can train because they have some kind of app that they're building or something like there's all kinds of opportunity this field is growing so rapidly um and it's changing the way humanity behaves and it's it's terrifying and it's 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 exciting at the same time but yes the answer is yes you can do it um start asking around for it i hope that answers your question okay let me go to the next thing here navi says what are some tips to build up branding for security consulting should i build a brand in my name or a company name i'm thinking uh things like a, uh, a website linkedin and conferences. Okay, I can I can really help with this one because this one right here is something I've been doing for years. Surprised More people don't ask me that question. What you're looking at here, Navi, is my site. One of my sites. Um, this site basically promotes all this. All my. It promotes other people's jobs. It promotes uh, some of my uh, courses that are free. Some are paid and stuff like that. And I've been doing this for a really long time, not this particular site. I used to have another site. And all I did was I talked about, I gave out free information. And uh, I got the concept of kind of like a thank you economy is what we live in right now. So basically, essentially what you do is you give out free stuff. You give out free information. You give out you give things to people, right? You help people with their problems. Someone has a a problem, you help them, and what happens is there's this I don't want to call it karma, but when you when you give people things, people tend to come come to you, right? So to, to lay out the structure, I started off with a simple website. On WordPress it looks doesn't really didn't look nothing like this but it was a WordPress this right here what you're looking at is a WordPress site and all I did was put out information and what happened was somebody found me on Google this was back when blogs like meant something (laughs) Uh, and and then they offered me to write a book for them and I did I wrote like a like a manual on how to do risk management framework And, uh, then they said, Hey, do you want to teach this stuff? I said, sure. So I taught the stuff I wrote and they paid me for all this stuff. And, uh, to answer your question, I started off giving out information. And then when people ask me questions, I answer those questions to the best of my ability. If I don't know the answer, I'm not going to be a BS artist and try to, you know, uh, Fancy word my way to a solution for them. You know, I just say I don't know. That's not my wheelhouse That's not what I do, but you know, here's what I do do, you know, and I'll Tell them what what I do Uh, but yeah, I had to start off with a website and Then went to social media start putting stuff on social media and Eventually what things are now is videos like this. So the best thing I would do if I were you I would start a website you can either put your resume out there as a consultant and break down everything you do, um, or just do a blog where you where you talk about different issues in IT. Different make make sure it's very focused. Um, I, I don't talk about like per like trips I did. I do that on a whole separate platform. I do that on a whole separate a whole separate thing. Keep it focused on career on professional stuff you do. So that's what I do on this site right here. Um, that's what you do, and so I, with this site, with my this, what you're watching right now, this video, uh, with combo courses, I've been getting people contact me a lot about either mentoring or uh, consulting on different stuff that they have. They, they have like a small company and they want me to do something for them. I get those and stuff. And so I hope that answers your question. You have to give, you gotta give things to receive things. And as far as whether it's your name or not, that's really up to you. It depends on how far you wanna go. Um, if it's your personal name, then it's just you on consulting jobs. But one thing to keep in mind is that if you're doing a lot of consulting, if you're making a lot of money on it, you got to deal with taxes and legal issues. So you probably want to talk to like a tax advisor and um, and ask them. I can tell you that my tax advisor uh, and business people that I've talked to, legal people, you know, I talked to, they told me to do like a a business name or an LLC really, because an LLC allows you to not be sued like if the you get sued they're only suing your llc not to say that that happens often it's just that you're forward thinking you're thinking 10 years ahead you're thinking okay well what if this is all i do all i'm doing is i'm doing consulting work and i'm making 100,000 a year doing consulting and um some i did consulting and some somebody's network gets hacked and then they come after me you know how do I protect myself legally? An LLC would do that. Now, I, this is not, I would definitely talk to a professional, talk to a tax professional, talk to a, 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 a legal representative, a lawyer, something like that to get more advice on starting an LLC. You know, I'm just some guy on the internet. Keep that in mind. So don't take my advice. Look, ask professionals who know how to do this and stuff. And always, like, if you have a goal in mind, if you have a 10-year goal, you're gonna be thinking, okay, if it's just my name, then that's fine, that's actually fine. You can actually do a business in your name, as a a matter of fact. If you want your name out there, then that's what you do. If you want to, say, have a separate uh, business, like a side business, you probably want to name it something different than your actual name if you're still working for some company that has you. doing, If you're you're working for Pricewaterhouse or IBM or something and you're doing computers consulting for them, the first thing they're going to do is type in your name in Google. And if you if you want to keep your business separate from what you do at your work, then you probably want to have a different name for your work, you know, so that they're not tied together. And then another thing to think, keep in mind, just to give you, i give you an example of something that happened when I first started out. Um, when I first started out, my first site got really popular to the point where people knew who I was and stuff, like people knew my name and um so one time i did this article about this i went to this this uh ethical hacking course and it was really good i had a lot of fun i, I i'm not gonna name the people because i don't want any i don't want any kind of legal action <laughs> and this it'll make more sense once i explain what happened <laughs> so i had this site all right and it, it got pretty big it's the same one that that allowed me to get paid to write in that book and travel and stuff like that. And um, anyway, I did this article about this certification program I did where it's talking about ethical hacking. And I talked about the course. I didn't say anything bad about the course. I said, the course was awesome. I had a lot of fun. And you should take the certification. This is back when the CEH first started. CEH is a certified ethical hacker. Well, there was a competing certification, which I will not name. But that competing certification was good, I liked it, it was cool, it was fun, and everything, it was practical, and everything, and uh, and I talked about it on my blog. So, how can I say this without getting in trouble? I'm not gonna mention any names, or companies. This, the person who owns this was a very successful person, like he got, he this certification and all the training he was doing was doing so well that he was actually, he, he actually is still to this day, is doing good. And, um, so he had a name for himself and his name was, you know, was the CEO of this company. So his, his ex-wife contacted me on the blog. This is where the story gets crazy. All right. This dude's ex-wife contacted me from my blog and told me that this dude was uh, a deadbeat dad and said that he tried to kill her and said all kinds of stuff like she sent me an email that was like a book and was explaining how terrible this guy is right and I shouldn't be promoting his product and everybody should know how, what a terrible person he was right and I, I didn't, wasn't reading my comments every day her comment She emailed me and she put it in my comments. Her comment appeared at the end of this article I wrote. Now, like I said, the article didn't have none of this stuff. All it was, it was very technical. and just talked about, you know, here, if you wanna find it, it's not out there no more. I deleted it and I'm gonna tell you why in a second. So the article only talked about the course and it was cool and I did this and I did that and that was it. And, And I named the person's company and, you know, basically giving them free promotion. Because I thought it was a cool product and service. His wife puts this thing about all this stuff. Well, this article that I wrote was so popular that it would go to the top of Google. As soon as somebody typed in this dude's name, then my article would go to the top of Google. And her comments would be there with this guy's name in it. This dude, his lawyer contacts me and starts to proceed to threaten me right about take this thing down or I'm going to sue you and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and you're responsible for everything in this article and blah 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 and I you know I don't respond well to threats all the dude had to do was talk to me so I said hey man I said listen all this legal talk is not necessary all you got to do is ask me to take it down and I'll take it down right that's it like i don't respond well to threats i'll get a lawyer if you want me to but it is not necessary to threaten people so he gets back to me and he's like hey look sorry man I, i've been going through this stuff with my my, my ex-wife and I, all that stuff she says not true could you please take that down could you just delete her comment delete her comments right and so i went through and uh i deleted a comment and she was all this time she's messaging me saying all the stuff and they're going back and forth with me. I deleted her comment. His stuff keeps popping up and then she keeps putting stuff in there about this guy. So eventually I just deleted the whole thing, right? Actually what I did was I replaced I replaced my my article with a picture of Johnny Cash giving them the finger cuz I don't want to deal with it. It's none of my business. I hope all is well with them. I don't know what's going on. Both of them are telling me two different stories. I don't know. I'm just an IT guy. That's it. You know what I mean? So the long, this, the moral of this story is that uh, if the guy had sued me and I had put all that stuff under a corporation, he would have had a harder time at it, at suing me and taking some of my hard-earned personal money. He could only attack the company, right? I'm not, I would be liable. I would have, there'd be a limited liability for what the company does on me personally, right? So the more I'm out there, the more I do things like this and the more people watch me, the more popular you get and stuff, the more insane situations that you, you get in contact with, the more people get upset with things you say that you think you might think that what you just said is fine, but they are upset about what you just said. Keep in mind that article was only technicals, it was just technical. So, my advice would be put it all in a different name. <laughs> but you put your name out there, but get some kind of legalese, get some kind of uh, corporate entity that protects you. Um, Especially if you're trying to get big and um, make a blog and promote that uh, product and service with videos, put out free stuff. You can do it. Uh, one of the people who first inspired me who has great information on this is this dude named Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary V, if you've never heard of him. Guy changed my life. Gary V was the reason why I, I did the first blog. It works. The stuff he says works. And I read this book he wrote called Crushing It. And that's what inspired me to actually go out and start doing those blogs and putting out that information. He has another book that's really good. It's called Jab, Jab, Right Hook. Also a great book. He's talking about exactly what I'm telling you to do. All right, next question here. Um, Interesting that blogs are not what, what they were. It's about platforms like LinkedIn and YouTube. Exactly, but see this blog right here? this what the beauty of this blog is it allows me to link everything together this blog links jobs i get that come directly into my inbox it links all my products right here and services uh and it also has um stuff from my youtube page so it kind of brings everything together you don't i don't see this as like one thing this right here is tied to everything else i do so that's the beauty of a blog. Now, it's not like popular, like it used to be popular like uh, like YouTube, but now, you know, not, not so much anymore, but it's still got a great useful function. And it also is great at uh, collecting emails from people who want to get in contact with you, or they want to uh, follow you, or they want a newsletter from you. There's just many things you can do with a blog. So keep that as a part of your portfolio. Uh, let me see here, Shirley says, I have a question about interviews. Does every uh, company interview three times? Um, No. So I've been at companies that interview once, twice, up to five times. The most I've been interviewed is five times. Um, Most of them, I would say, many, not most, but many of them is at at least twice, usually three. So... Uh, speaking on the one that I got interviewed twice, uh, once, um, let me see. The ones I'm interviewed once are usually, uh, they're usually shorter jobs. They're like, usually like a, a personal contact me on email and say, Hey, I got this position for you. Do you want to do it? And it's usually a, a very small organization or, or a person, just a person who has this job that they want you to do. And they're like a one man shop. If, if it's like, cause they don't have time to do interviews, that stuff takes a lot of time. So they just wanna get to the point and and they, they saw your resume, they saw your stuff on YouTube or internet or whatever, they saw it and now they just wanna talk to you real quick to see if you wanna do it and if you're a good fit and it's a very quick thing. It's like email, phone call, maybe a video session, boom, you're hired, you know, that's one interview. Um, two, if it's two interviews, it's usually a larger sized entity, usually a u- larger sized organization, but not huge. Usually, and it's usually like a screener. So the company's large enough to hire a screener. The screener is is just going through a list of people and calling, 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 and then they they find you. You do your interview, and they're like, okay, well I like the interview. I'm gonna send you to the manager. Or sometimes the manager is the first person. It just depends. It, it, but usually it's a manager and a technical person, right? And then that, that let's say the technical person, they like you. They say, okay, look, I am I like this interview. I'm going to schedule you with the manager. And, and then that's it. You go to the manager and then they say yay or nay right so usually a medium-sized company three interviews is usually a larger company and usually it's a screener like this person screens out people but they don't they're not usually super technical they're just going by keywords right and that's why it's very important to have keywords in your resume they're just going off keywords they don't even know what the keywords mean and they're looking and sometimes it's people from a lot of people from india sometimes from the from other countries uh it, it, there's been sometimes when it's from the company, and then they have the HR person doing the screening, the screening, and they again they don't know your job. They don't. The, all they know is keywords, and they want to know. Okay, have you done this for three years? Okay, yes. IT. How, do you have a CISSP? Okay, he has a CISP. Do you have a security clearance? Okay, you fit the qualifications. I like your resume. I'm going to send it to this company uh, to the to my client or to the technical guy. He's going to call you at whatever time you want. You schedule the meeting, boom, they call you at that time, you know, don't be late, make sure everything works properly. <laughs> they call you and then you're talking to either the manager or the technical person, right? And again, it's a manager that's going to evaluate whether you can do the job, like whether you are available. That's really their questions because they're not usually super technical. They want to know, "Can do you can you will you take this salary? Uh, can you move to Virginia?" Can you work remotely? Can you? Can, it's like a whole bunch of are you capable of? Are are you willing to do these things? And then when you get to the technical person, this person's gonna know can you actually do the job? Are you? Do you have the skill set to do this job? They don't. They're not gonna care if you're a or if you're if you're and they don't care about any of that. They just wanna know can you do it? Then they'll. This is the person that is gonna ask you to type in command lines or. They're going to ask you very technical port questions or they're going to give you scenarios and things like that. They're going to ask you very specific questions to that job. So yeah, it, it depends on the size of the organizations, how many interviews you get. And then it depends on the resources. And it depends on how... Sometimes it depends on how, how, how important the job is. That's another big one. If it's the more important... The position is the more interviews you're gonna have, and those are the ones that I have five, because <laughs> it's a it's so important that they'll they'll have a board that will sit there and ask you a bunch of questions. A board of three or four people just boom, 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 asking you all these questions. And those quest those positions are like architect jobs, like where you're looking you're looking at the technical aspects of the entire organization or director jobs or high-level manager jobs or you know those will be like crazy amount of interviews so i hope that answers your question um and you said uh for entry level do i have to have a clearance before applying for a job or company or will they give you it depends it really depends on the job if if you uh if they'll but normally they'll tell you. So let me go to, let's go to Indeed, Trusty handy dandy, Indeed. And let's say, let's type in entry level position, help desk entry level. Look at that. There's the keyword right there. Find jobs. And they'll usually tell you if you need to have a clearance. And the wording that they'll use is, they'll say, flat out, you must have a clearance. Or if they say, must be eligible for clearance. That means that you don't have to have one, but if they have to give you one, you have to be either a U.S. citizen or a naturalized citizen, um, and that's that's really what they're talking about. Because then what they're gonna do is they're gonna get you a clearance. So the answer your question is: it, it, You don't always have to, but they'll tell you when you're applying for you know when you're applying for a job it'll it'll be in here whether it's and it doesn't matter if it's if it's um entry level or not they'll tell you if you need if you need to be eligible meaning they'll get you one mean they they need to be able to obtain you one and they'll pay for the all the investigations are, or you must have it they'll tell you right in here whether you must have it or not so I hope that answers your question um I'm trying to look for one to give you an example. Let me see if I can find one entry. Let, let, let's do this. Uh, clearance. Eligible. Eligible. Let's see here. I just saw one, actually. Yeah, there you go. Right here. This is the language they use right here. Let me see if I can. I just saw it. Qualifications. Eligible for a public trust clearance. Public trust, by the way, I don't think that you have to be a, uh, a uh, citizen to have a public trust. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I think you can be a green car holder with this one. Um, but if, if if they require it, they'll flat out tell you, must have a security clearance. And it'll look like, let me see if I can find a must. A lot of remote positions these days, right? I wonder why. All right. Um, let me see if I can find a must have a security clearance. Just to show you what it looks like. I, I mean, I see these all day long. And and every time I'm looking for it, now that I'm looking for it, I can't find it, right? (laughs) Secret. Secret. Clearance. Just saw one. Clear. Clearance. There we go. Show you what I'm talking about here. Yeah, there we go. Nope, this one's also able to obtain clearance must be able to obtain secret that means able to obtain or eligible means we can get one for you but you have to be eligible to get it got to be able to get it and there's a couple things that will that will make it so that you can't get one that's that's a criminal path certain criminal things that you've done that you can do that will inve- you won't be able to ever get a clearance uh and, it, and it, you won't be able to get certain kinds of clearances, I should say. So, so certain criminal things, uh, certain, if you're not a citizen of the United States, there's certain clearances you cannot get. Um, so that's what they mean by eligible. You must be eligible or are able to obtain a clearance. See that? There's another one, able to obtain a clearance. Able to obtain. See that? Boom. Hope that answers the question. Okay. Got, let me see, more people talking here. Navi says, well said, separation is important. I'm shooting out the Audible now. I'm shooting out the Audible now to get a Gary V book. I I have uh, followed him for some time. Makes sense to have the website to obtain company presence. Yeah, Gary V, like the dude is incredible. I think he, I don't think people give him enough credit. I think he's a, I think he's a genius. I think he's a marketing genius. Um, everything I've done from him has worked. Um, kind of off topic, but I'll, I'll keep it on topic by talking about combo courses. Combo courses um, wasn't my first iteration of, of putting myself out there. It wasn't the first time that I tried, but every time I use Gary V's techniques, it, it has worked you know, and I, like I said, I started off with a blog, and then you got to evolve with what's going on, right, like, right now, what's, what's super hot is podcasts, podcasts are super hot, I don't really listen to podcasts, so I don't get it right now, but that's the thing, you might not get it, but somebody else, that's all they listen to is podcasts, You, you know, like, think about older folks don't normally go on YouTube, but us, our generation, like, younger, you know, gen not not my generation really Gen z, gen z and gen um and millennials you guys are always on youtube you know so yeah the other people are just going to go to google and type in uh jobs so you got to put your stuff you got to put yourself everywhere you got to put yourself on youtube on facebook on linkedin uh on uh, and then you can even advertise yourself on uh all the all the, platforms, all the um, Job platforms, Dice.com, and LinkedIn, and Indeed, and all those. You can also promote yourself there. There's so many things you got to do, but Gary V promotes putting yourself everywhere, everywhere, you know, and then just pumping out a ton of content. So, yeah, he's he's incredible. If you're if you're going down this path, then then I would highly recommend listening to that guy because wow, smart dude. Uh, Danny G says, "I'm doing your IT." resume course right now great stuff hopefully the resume will stand out i have over one year of sock experience wow that's incredible and danny g if you haven't done so already send me your resume and i will thoroughly comb through it and help you out with that because my what i'm in the business of helping people to attain whatever they're trying to get to in their career so that's what that's what i'm here for uh navi says excellent guidance thanks i have some time to work on preparing things will definitely go to the llc uh this would possibly be a solo business that would supplement retirement income smart man smart man all right guys that's it for this one it's been a pleasure to talk with you guys thank you for all your great questions and um if you have any questions uh just you should know that i actually have a discord channel let me see if i can bring it up real quick so i can give you guys access to that you can ask me questions there anytime and uh we'll go through and uh people there's a few people have already signed up and we already have a a thing going where i'm submitting we're putting jobs out there where there's an ask bruce section like if you want to ask me some questions of our done videos on it and stuff and uh at some point i'll do even do lives on here and everything so just go ahead and sign up let me give you guys see if i can give you guys access before i take off and uh we can grow this community even bigger. Let me see. I can't. Let me see if I can sign into chat here. Nope. Give me a second, guys. Bear with me. I am going to give some give you guys this link, but I'm on Discord. It's under Combo Courses if you could search it out. Um I'm going to put this in I'm going to put this into the into the chat Give session. Some. I'm having to log into this thing. All right, there we go. If you guys want to join me and just remember, like when you get there, you can ask me questions at any time. I, I have a full time job. I do consulting and stuff, so I can't always immediately get to your questions. But I will very, do my very best to answer it. And then there's also some other experts on there. So there's a guy who just passed the CISP. There's a, there's a dude. There's dudes who have who are working for other large organizations there who's who who are um, answering questions too. So just go ahead and join up on that. I will invite you there. That's the link if you're interested in that hope to see you guys there or if you know another thing is if there's things that you want me to cover if there's if there's things that you want me to talk about more or uh go through this or that resume or go through this or that uh uh, or add another course there this is the place to ask me and it's a server so it's up all the time And it's not just on the weekends when we actually have the ability to talk. We can actually talk throughout the week here and there. So that's it, guys. That is my day.